Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Pale Males Podcast. It's your nerdy beer tasting podcast. I'm Michael, and with me is the co-host. Uh, yeah, that's me. It's me, Jeremy. Michael, what's with the, uh, <laughs> I was going for classy, happy <laughs> okay. intro. And it probably went into this uncanny valley where it was a clown holding a knife doing the intro. <laughs> but Jeremy, we're here under Duress. different, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say different circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Um, duress. Yeah. So this is let's just come clean and mm-hmm. part the curtain here. Michael so, killed the guy. <laughs> yeah, I, this is being recorded from prison. Yeah, yeah. which is why the quality is. That of a rotary telephone. The exact same as it was before. <laughs> yeah, right. No change there. We're good there. Um, but we have another live episode from Iowa City to give to you. But the initial part of the recording got botched. Actually, that's not true. We'll come fully clean. The whole recording got botched yeah, as dude. we were kind of partway through the FDR. So we kind of reset, redid the FDR, which... Mm-hmm. Is maybe why we're actually snappy on like evaluating the beer. Oh and... yeah, you know I was wondering about that if it would actually kind of help things because we're we were all agitated and sleepy, and we're just like oh god let's get it over with right yeah. and we already knew what we were gonna say. Oh but... yeah yeah it helped maybe we should rehearse more or you know plan <laughs> things. But yeah, we pretend it's brand new, but you know just for the yeah to keep the illusion up. But I'm tearing that down right now. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so in lieu of not having some front part of the show, we're going to do some of that. Jeremy and I are just going to talk for a bit, and then we'll throw to the uh, FDR that we recorded. I've always wanted to throw to myself. <laughs> Jeremy playing catch in the backyard with himself. Yeah, yeah. Some clone just machine. Just run really fast, and you're good. <laughs> you could do that, too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably better that we're recording the upfront stuff, too, because, like you said, we're sleepy and agitated. And... We're punchy, I believe, is the word. Yeah, and it kind of dragged, so... Yeah. You can only talk about so much for so long, but Michael, right. I hear yes. you don't have a beer brag. Right. With all this chaos going on, I don't have a beer brag, but you said you could help us out in that department, Jeremy. I did, because uh, I had purchased a few beers to bring with last week, but then everyone purchased a few beers to bring with last week, or at the recording. Right. And as we speak, I am in partaking of the Peach Diddly from Iowa Brewing Company. Oh, yes, yes. The Diddly is, you know, fine and dandy like sour candy, as is labeled on the bottle. And they do various iterations of it. I believe at Brewfest this past year I had the strawberry rhubarb diddly. Mm -hmm. I think you might have bragged about that. I probably did, but uh, they finally started making bombers and they're bottling Mm -hmm. more. And the peach diddly is their sour beer with a crap load of peaches in it, and it's it's, it's really good. Okay. Um, So their, their base sour is... It's pretty tart. Is that just the diddly? The di- I don't know if they have just a regular diddly, but... Okay. Whatever it is, it's very tart, but... Okay. One thing I really, really enjoy about beers, when they have adjuncts or dump a pile of fruit in, is when it really tastes like the fruit and not like the fruit flavor. Yes, If yeah. that makes any sense. So this tastes Authenticity, like... Authenticity, yeah. It tastes like peaches as opposed to peach jello. Right, yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, or a Jolly Rancher or something like yeah, that. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, I do believe there is like a sour apple diddly, too. Oh, that'd be a good test because sour apple is hard to get. Green apples, yeah. Yeah, right. It, it's so unbelievably hard to make it actually taste like a green apple without just making you want right. to spit all over the place. 
but the Pizza Dibley is pretty great. And it's surprisingly affordable. Uh, six bucks for a bomber. Oh, that's good for a bomber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez, that's great. Uh, so, yeah, I believe I gave this 4.25, um, but the second one I had mm-hmm. is the one I think you were most interested in. This is the first Saison from Back Pocket Brewing. Oh, yeah. Uh, according to Untapped, this is a Cedar Ridge barrel-aged Saison, but the bottle will tell you that it is aged in red wine barrels as well as a whiskey barrel. Yes, I remember talking about this now in Iowa City. Yes. Yeah. The, the the first thing that you need to know about this is it is not a uh, a yellow saison. Okay. It is a dark, 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 dark saison. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with the the malts or could be the barrels. Uh, that's what I'm suspecting. Yeah. But it's 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 really really weird because there's not a whole lot of saisonity, saisonness yeah. to it. Whatever. <laughs> Saisonosity. Saisonia. I don't know. <laughs> First Saison, this exquisite and complex dark Saison is our latest addition to the Raygun Cat series. Brewed with Belgian slow-fermenting Saison yeast and aged in cedar-rich barrels that have held both bourbon and red wine, this mm. heady brew has flavors of dark fruit, malt body, oak, warming bourbon bite, and red wine dryness. Generously mm. dry-hopped in the bright, that's weird, with German Hallertau Blanc for another layer of wine aroma and complexity. And... Uh-huh. For once, this actually hits the mark. It does have a little bit of that warming bourbon bite without being like snapping at you like yeah. a uh, like a barrel aged stout would. Mm-hmm. But it also has that that weird well weird in a beard the weird sort of velvety warmth of like a red wine. Okay. In in like a uh, a dry red wine, not a uh, a sweet one. So it's 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 er, it's earthy it's it's earthy it's woody it maintains the beerosity I don't know wow. if I got much out of the uh, saison factor of it right but the base beer base is still there 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 is definitely malt to it which mm-hmm. is okay. su- which is surprising to say the least but I think I might have to get go get another one of these so that we can r- do a full review of it on the show because it's pretty great. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I imagine like the delicate flavor of, of a saison would be crippled under all those other flavors going on. But... And to be fair, it kind of is. Right, and I, I think maybe they're just trying to. That's like kind of a beer canvas to paint upon more than sure anything. Like so. I don't doubt for a second that there is a saison yeast in there. Oh yeah, and that's maybe that's all it takes to be defined as a saison for that matter. So yeah, I I don't know if I've had a dark saison. I've had dark Belgians, but. I had a dark saison when we were at the Great Dane. <laughs> at yeah, you did. yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I remember this now. That was a little weird too. That was weird. Yeah, that's interesting. It's it's hard to wrap your head around that. So it really is. Tasting it is is the next step. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, Michael. So in in the effort to kind of you know pad the episode. For, for lack of a better <laughs> yeah. phrase, it's um, all it's all honesty here. Uh-huh. Pretty not on Front Street. Yes. By the time this comes out, I will have gone to and returned from Las Vegas, Nevada, Michael. Um, oh yeah. I'm, I'm heading out there for a wedding on a weekday at two in the afternoon, wherein the temperature is supposed to be at a ripe 95 degrees. Oh so, my, yeah. Compared to the blizzard we just had, yeah. Uh, so assuming I, this week, <laughs> so assuming I don't, you know, spontaneously combust into flame, uh, I, I hope to do a little bit of gambling. Now, you and I have both been to Vegas at least once. Yeah, uh, yeah. Six years, six years ago was the last time I was there. So, 
the best part about Las Vegas is the free beer. Because yeah. if, you, if you sit down and you gamble, a waitress will be over promptly to offer you a free beer because the more beer you have in your system, the quicker you lose money. <laughs> uh, yeah, I pro- that's probably ultimately what it's about, right? And so I wanted to get your opinion on what a good casino beer is. Oh, because man. So I've been, this has been bothering me for quite some time because when the waitress comes by, the la- I mean, granted, it's been six years, I never know what to order. Do you order a... I don't like Bud Light or Coors. I mean, I can deal with it, but in a right. world where there's free beer. You might as well step it up a little if it's going to be True, free. but... You don't want to step it up too much. Generally, when you step it up, that kicks that percentage up at least a percentage right. or two. And if you're on a heater, like I was in 2009, it oh, God, four in the morning at Treasure Island with the Captain Benjamin Tiberius Johns. Oh, I'm surprised... You were playing cards with him because I heard he's really good at roulette. That, yeah, that was that was totally the time that we uh, found out that he just he's just got that knack for roulette. The the skills needed. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he he just knows where it's gonna go. But so let's tease this out. I plan on playing a little bit of blackjack. I don't know how much, but you know, mm-hmm. some at least enough for a beer or two. Do I go bud heavy? Do I go? Do I go for a Sam Adams? <laughs> I was just gonna say I was gonna put forth a theory that you have to go. I think you go flagship craft. Mm-hmm. You're balancing out your interests there because you're getting a nice, tasty, free beer, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be getting something. And who knows if they'd even have something too high ABV or too weird. But if they did, you wouldn't want to go that high for reasons that you said. And then you're not just like nursing a bud being like, oh, True. yeah. And I mean, I, once I'd like to uh, just say for the record that I have no problem with Budweiser. I like right. but I like Bud Heavy. It's it's totally fine. I'm just I just don't want to get plastered and lose four hundred dollars because you know <laughs> that's never happened before. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking like Sierra Nevada, maybe Sierra Nevada, or uh, like you said, Sam Adams Boston Lager, uh-huh. Anchor Steam. Ah, ooh, you good know, call. something something that you haven't had in a while and you normally wouldn't get Mm because there's so many other options that's the other thing too when you're buying a beer you want to get usually you want to get something new or something that different or something weird just Mm -hmm. so you can say you had this new different weird beer but if it's free you might as well go something i know i'm gonna like that and it's a good flagship standard that i probably wouldn't get otherwise but since it's free i might as well get it and it will serve the best interest of the gambling too it's true um so the other thing that i've noticed is i'm staying in the new york new york Okay. Which is is totally fine. It's a mid-level uh, place. I hotel. had ice cream there. You did? Yes. So they have like a craft beer bar. Oh, hey, I bet those are probably becoming more popular. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, it's it's like Big Sky Brewing, Left Hand, Spitzel Brewery. I mean, like Shiner Bach. Okay. Uh, Landshark. Pivo Pills, Go-To, IV, IPA, Green Line Pale Ale. So, you know, the the green flashes, the stones, the goose islands. But yeah. I'm also noticing local breweries in Las Vegas. And there are a few, but none of them are on the strip. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. But in any case, uh, so I, I, will, I will hit that up and I'll let you know what happens. Sounds good. Now, Jeremy, before we get to the FDR, mm-hmm. I have a little warm-up quiz. Because in the FDR, we're actually having two beers. and it's in, kind of Spoilers. A- yeah, it's a head-to-head competition between two countries. 
with beers that are both made in the USA. But <laughs> the two countries are Canada and Russia. My little quiz here is a superlative quiz of who has the most, who, what's the tallest, what's the biggest between the two countries. Okay. So it should be pretty quick. So mm-hmm. which country has the largest land area, Canada or Russia? Russia. That's right. It's like 9 million square feet versus 16 million a square lot. Or square kilometers. Square feet. That, square that feet be that and big. kilos. <laughs> uh, how about water area, though? What they claim can be their water mm, area. Probably Canada. Yeah, you're right. Canada wins that one. Highest elevation. Who has the highest peak? Well, Canada has the Rocky Mountains for at least yeah. a little bit. Strong contenders, yeah. But Russia has the Eurasian Ural Mountains? Ural Mountains? I remember this from uh, Risk. Yes, yes. I want to go Russia, because this seems like something that they would have a, a a tall mountain of. All right. So Russia does have, I think it's, I this says Gora Elbrus, but I think it's Mount Elbrus, which is 5,600 meters, uh, approximately. But Canada has Mount Logan, which is almost 6,000 meters. So a 16er versus an 18er. Good God. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Mount Logan's pretty huge. Because it's up in that, like, McKinley zone. Mm. Because, you know, yeah. So, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, no kidding. Good gravy. 18,000 feet, jeez. How about population? (sighs) Hmm. Now, this is weird because Russia is kind of ambiguous. Desolate is the word you're looking for. But so is Canada. <laughs> True, but I mean, Canada has, you know, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, uh, whatever's in Nova Scotia. But Russia's big. Russia is big. It does have Moscow, St. Petersburg. Is St. Petersburg the same thing as Leningrad? I believe so. Okay. I was going to say, they have Kamchatka. I, remember, I also remember that from Risk. I want to <laughs> go Russia. You'd be right, Jeremy. Okay. Russia, about 140 million. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like half as big as the U.S. And Canada, about 35 million. And they complain about us having too much open space. <laughs> yeah. You can probably get some good real estate over in Russia. Arable land. I could have brought that as a stat, too. This uh, is all from the CIA World Factbook, which is fun. How about life expectancy? Canada. Oh, good call. Yeah, Canada, almost 82 <laughs> years. Just should I have 82 years? Russia, 71 years. Oh, jeez. That's unfortunate. That <laughs> is unfortunate. Uh, staying on the health ticket, obesity percentage. Ooh. Yeah, Canada. One, Tim okay. Hortons. <laughs> yeah, poutine. Yeah, Tim Hortons. Uh, they're at about 30%, 29%, Russia is at... Uh, 23%. Hmm. Uh, GDP? Just a few more here. GDP? Oh, boy. Canada. I feel like I might be wrong, but I'm going Canada. That's incorrect. Russia has about $4 trillion in their GDP. Canada, $1.7 trillion U.S. dollars. Mm. But let's flip that and see if you can do some quick mental math. GDP per capita, who has higher? Canada. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> Canada, roughly double, maybe a little less. What? Than no, I won't believe it. 
Yeah, they're uh, 48,000 per person. Russia is 28,000 per person. You mean farming rocks doesn't lead for a, you know, a, a good income? Apparently not. No. Yeah, who would have thought? Unless those rocks are diamonds. Final one here. I don't know why I pulled this one. Airports? Who has oh, more? God, probably Russia. Jeremy, that is what I thought too, but it is actually oh, wow. Canada that has more airports. I mean, it kind of makes sense because... There's more places people want to go in Canada. Yeah, I imagine there's probably not a lot of trans-Russian flights. I mean, most of it's all on the western... They've got like, what, 10 million time zones? 11. 11 time zones. God, that's half a clock. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. That's right. Um, But yeah, airports, Canada, about 1,400... Oh God! I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking about like small ones. I was just yeah about... yeah that's that's probably where because like up in you know Alaska too, and I don't know mm-hmm. probably some of this is Canada, but like small airplanes are a way of getting around. It's true. There's no roads that go into Juneau, Alaska. <laughs> so Council of the Great White North actually, when he moved to the Great White North, he flew up there with a couple of duffel bags, if memory is served. And then at some point during the the following year, he came back down here and drove up there oh. with, with his father over the course of several days. Yeah, that would take a while. I feel like he said it was four days, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but like driving across Alaska itself is like two Texases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you got to go up Canada all the way, too. You got to go... I have to find out now. Maps.google. Give us the official count. Like, just driving to North Dakota sounds like a grueling task. Yeah. He said it was one of those things that I I feel like he said he was glad he did it. I imagine... Yeah, that's kind of a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Oh, my God. (laughs) The results came in. 60-hour drive, 3,514 miles, and that's if you take the most direct route. Right. Um, oh, I, f- I feel like he took 80 West. Sure. Seattle, Vancouver. No, 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 no. Oh, Alberta. Oh, yeah, that would probably make more sense to go. Because well, uh, Maps is telling me to uh, go up through the Twin Cities and uh, oh, North really? Dakota. Wow. North Dakota and through Minot. So that'd be 90, wouldn't it? It says via BC 97N, and it kind of jogs up, and it, you go surprisingly far north through the Yukon to get around the mountains. Oh, yeah, that would be a big thing, too. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's intense. One thing I do want to do sometime in my life, preferably when there's self-driving cars, is take the Trans-Canadian Highway coast to coast. Left Vancouver, right Ottawa? (laughs) Right, yes. (laughs) Um, Do a brewery tour. The flight is only apparently 10 hours, but I'll let you know how that goes. Okay, yes. Uh, yeah, that's more reporting from Jeremy's later this year. In the summer, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, shall we throw it to the FDR? Let's go to the FDR with those fun lads. From last week. From last week. <laughs> Take it away, us. We are here with the FDR, where we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer. Today, we have from Founders Brewing in lovely Michigan, the Canadian... Breakfast Stout. CBS. Which is an imperial stout brewed with chocolate and coffee, aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. We also have, from North Coast Brewing Company, Barrel-Aged Old Rasputin, 
or Russian Imperial Stout XX. Uh, how about you give us a little bit of an introduction on these? Yes, I can do that. If memory serves, the CBS is the same base beer as the KBS. That's right. But they age it in maple syrup bourbon barrels of some sort. That's right. They found some maple yeah, syrup barrels, and they uh, knew they were on to something good. Yes. Here is the uh, rundown of CBS. ABV of 117 CBS was born when we stumbled upon some bourbon barrels that had previously housed maple syrup. We opted to put the same base beer as KBS. Thank you, Jeremy. You're welcome. An imperialized version of breakfast stout. Have you guys just had regular breakfast stout? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Founder's breakfast stout? Yeah. got the baby eating breakfast on the Yeah. Wall? Yeah, it's delicious. Okay. Did you have that on the show? No, we've not had that on the show. So, you've talked about it, though. We need to do that because <laughs> it's on clearance, like, everywhere from last year, and it's amazing. Um... I'm sure it ages well. 100%. Okay, okay. Uh, so they opted to put the same base of beer as KBS, an imperialized version of breakfast stout, in maple barrels, and after one taste, we knew we had something special. Rich maple syrup, roasted coffee, and velvety chocolate meld together in what can only be described as a transcendental drinking experience. And let's switch over to the barrel-aged Old Rasputin. XX. <laughs> Uh, every year we age a special batch of our much-loved Russian Imperial Stout in bourbon barrels. The depth, intensity, and complexity of the flavor profile of this special release, like its predecessors, make it a worthy tribute to old Rasputin. Um, we were just saying how last podcast on the left, doing a series on Rasputin. I believe part three just came out yesterday. I've yet to listen to it, but I look forward to it. The Mad Monk. The Mad Monk, uh... Yeah, I don't know Apparently like anything a about him. Stinky, stinky man. Okay, but it was the Russian Revolution, so I imagine everyone <laughs> kind of stank and didn't have shoes. Prior to 2010, barrel aged Old Rasputin was released in such limited quantities that it was only available at the North Coast Brewing Retail Shop in Fort Bragg, California. Uh, North Coast is 48 in Craft Brewers, uh, the Craft Brewers list. Also near Fort Boast. <laughs> brag and boast however we received so many requests for this beer that we began producing enough and put it in a broader but still limited distribution and it is abv of 11.1 percent so when we look at these beers i think the first thing that we notice is they are both pitch black and yeah they do not i mean light may not escape its surface um, uh, the only difference yeah. i can really find is that the cbs has a slightly browner tinge to the uh, head could be due to the uh, the maple bourbon baba hoo Maybe. Um, as far as smell goes. smell vision Neither of them have a really strong nose, I don't think, but... Roasty, thick, sweet, boozy. I would say the CBS is a little sweeter than... Very much so. Than just the nose, than the old Ross, which I'm calling it now. Let's go in. Let's go in. Uh, let's do Rasputin first. Sounds good. So as we've uh, established, <laughs> this one has more, I feel this one has, you know, a pronounced bourbon character to it. We get the big roasty coffee chocolate malts. Uh, the effervescence in the beer, I feel, is surprising for an imperial stout or a stout. That's true. Beer. That's a good point. Um, it's not like a nitro style effervescence, but it is there. It doesn't quite dance across the tongue like a Kolsch would. <laughs> right, yeah. For, it, uh, it for is, an Imperial Stout. That's... It is surprisingly fizzy, especially since it barely has any head on it at all. 
Um, it has a nice balance. Like it, it's intense, but it's a nice balance of intensity between the booziness, the bourbonness, as you said, bourbonness, bourbonity, bourbonity. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> those kind of chocolatey notes and um, the maltiness, like they're all really intense and present, but they none of them like overpowers another. True. It for an imperial stout, it's it's surprisingly smooth, smooth for yeah. a barrel aged imperial stout. Um, usually with some of these, it feels like it's just laying it on too thick, extreme for extreme's sake, which, you know, it's, as our, has last, its own merit, as our right? last episode proved, has its place in time. But this one uh, is really nice because it's big and hairy, much like Rasputin himself. There you go. And uh, but, it, but it also has, you know, a unique character that kind of differentiates it from some of the other Imperial stats that I've had. Like well, Rasputin himself? <laughs> yeah, oddly enough, yes. He's a very unique individual. Let's uh, let's see if we can find that uniqueness um, by comparing it to CBS, Canadian Breakfast Stout. So this one is weird. Mm. It is strange. Um, wow. It's amazing how different these taste. I know they're both in the same Imperial Stout category, and I don't have these types of beers very often, but... Like, especially having them side by side, it's amazing how different they are. Like, the same base is there, but, like, they're much sweeter. Different. Yeah, this is much sweeter. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but I get a little taste of black licorice, a little anise seed in there. Huh? Come on. There's a little bit of that. Maybe it's just that sweetness talking. My, I, think it's a, I think it's the sweetness kind of interacting with the, the bitterness of the roasts. And where the uh, old Rasputin had that kind of barrel punch, uh, excuse me, that bourbon punch in the middle of the tongue, this one has like that and more. Almost, like it almost conceals that bourbonity. 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 Oh, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> I, oh. ca- I kind of feel like this one is, I mean, obviously they're imperial barrel aged stats. This mm-hmm. one is laying it on a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. And I realize that I'm saying Rasputin and Rasputin. Rasputin. <laughs> is this another apricot, apricot yep, thing? Uh-oh. It sure is, and that continues to drive me insane. That's why we I, just call them old Raz. Older, old Raz. Yeah. It's weird going back and forth between them, too. I just tried the Raz again. and The Rasputin is definitely drier. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. have as much of that sweetness going on, but it also doesn't have the maple character of the uh, CBS. Now, these were provided care of Steve. Indeed. The, thank you, Steve. Um, Steve has a problem buying barrel aged stouts <laughs> and not drinking them. Um, I need help. <laughs> but drinking the, them. <laughs> the uh, the Rasputin was six months, right? We've had, that you bought that about Ish, six months ago. Oh, both of them were about. I mean, six well, I guess this comes out in December, December so maybe that's a little newer. I bet the characteristics of both of them change with time, but I feel like some of those. Uh, the imperial stouts that are sweeter at the beginning tend to break down to a more normal. I don't know that you could expect that with this one. Though, that's that's the point is to be maple to be sure. syrupy sweet, or maybe it's not meant to be aged very long. But well, I'm sure it would be fine. You might impart right. a little bit of that sweetness, but part of me would think that the, I would hope that this one is aged for a long time because if. If Dark Lord has taught me anything, it's that drinking a barrel-aged Imperial stat too early is a death knell. It is just too sweet. Uh, for the longest time, I couldn't understand why people said Dark Lord tasted like soy sauce. 
And when it's fresh, it, it yeah, that's kind of tastes like yeah. soy sauce. Yeah. Um, unless it has some sort of adjunct in it, like vanilla or aquavit or, <laughs> or uh, marshmallow. Marshmallows, vanilla, chilies, chardonnay barrels. It, something, to, <laughs> something to distract. That's something to yeah. distract. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I don't know if I could have like... Don't you dare dump those into your- <laughs> I, I, Yeah, sorry. I just mocked it, mixing these two together, and I don't think that result would be good, so I'm not even going to attempt fate um, with that. I don't know if I could have more than just a standard, like, 10-ounce w- bottle. WMD. <laughs> yes. Well, weapons, <laughs> weapons of mass destruction. No, what would Mike do? <laughs> yeah, I know. He would make some. He would make some. Should we get into the ratings, fellas? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's weird, because these are so unique. Well, the CBS is, like, ultra unique the old ross i think is more of a standard barrel aged style but it has its own unique qualities to it steve go first Ah, simple judgment Ah. oh crap jeremy do you like the mountie on the cbs label i'm reminded of johnny polo who's johnny polo he was the manager of the mounties in the (laughs) wwf um i dig it Mounties are, they're cool. They do their work, but okay, and, and a judgment here. Okay. Rate and then say which one you prefer, too. I prefer, it's head to head. I prefer the CBS. Mm. I like the sweetness. They're, they're both great. Mm-hmm. I would say my ratings would be 4.25 for the old Rasputin and point. Five for the CBS. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just the the mouthfeel and everything, and just the drinkability of this one seems a little bit better for me. I, I do like that's the best thing I like about the CBS is the mouthfeel. It does have a kind of more velvety, kind of more what you'd expect from smooth. an Imperial Stout, smooth uh, mouthfeel. But yeah, I can so yeah yeah. Sure, go. That's what my heart says. This, you're rating with your heart. I like it. I like it. Michael, go for it. I'm going next. Oh, saving the best for last, right, Jeremy? Clearly. <laughs> um, all right. I'll do SOJ on CBS. So for me, this one is a little, like, too cloying. I'm getting that just just too sweet. I'm getting, like, that black licorice. And I think it's if I wasn't having these side-by-side, I might probably give them each different rating. But having them side-by-side, like, quick SOJ on old Ross. We're good. We're buddies, so I can call them that. I mean, both of them are complex beers, but I prefer, like, the simplicity of Old Rasputin compared to CBS. I'd give CBS a 4 and give Old Rasputin a 4.5. And I think if I had to say, and maybe this is a question for you two as well, having you've had a lot of KBS, Kentucky Breakfast Stout, would you prefer CBS to KBS? I think I prefer KBS because the additives are kind of distracting me in the CBS. Yep. It's unique. It's fun to taste, but... As far as liking it more, I think I'd like the KBS, just more straightforward taste. Agreed. I guess oh, Jeremy, on Mount Pius, please tell us which of these beers suits your palate better and which we should like more. The, CB, <laughs> the CBS is weird. I, I, it's a good weird, but it is weird. It, it, it's a good weird. Um, this feels like something that you would have in a group of friends as we are right now. I think, and, yeah. And just setting for sit it. around and just bicker about it <laughs> like we are. Um, it, <laughs> In some ways, it kind of reminds me of the Vietnamese coffee porter. It reminds me of that in as much as it has that 
that weird flavor that I just can't get around. Mm-hmm. Where with the Vietnamese coffee one, I don't know what made it Vietnamese. If it made it was the coffee was Vietnamese, <laughs> the porter was Vietnamese, or it was just a coffee porter made in like Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City, I guess. The maple parts of it, they're good, but it is like Michael said, it is a bit distracting. I give this, and it's it's just a little bit. It's it's a lot bit too sweet for me personally. Okay, I'm glad we have Steve here because uh, it's a. It's not just Michael and I agreeing with each other for over and over. <laughs> Thank God. We've been doing that a lot for the past few episodes. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I give it a 3.75. It's good. I really do like it, but the sweetness is just a little bit too much for me, especially when juxtaposed to the old Rasputin. I have a four-ounce glass or something like that, and I think that, that's enough for me on this one. Well, don't pour more. <laughs> um Whereas you'll, I, I like the fact that the older Sputin is a bit drier. Yes, yeah. I like that it's fizzier. Mm-hmm. I like that the the bourbon kind of kicks through as far as adjuncts as opposed to the maple or the chocolate, which are, they're not heavy-handed in the CBS, but they are there in the force. They're front and center, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, old Roz, what do you give him? 4.5. Mm. I, I think all of the... Uh, the flavors kind of blend together a lot better than they do. KBS or CBS? KBS. Steve and then KBS or CBS. I don't think we asked you directly. Um, or that's, is it a draw? That's a tough one. I do really like the sweetness of the CBS, but I think it's probably a little bit of kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that all the time. Splitting the bomber versus right. sulking in the corner alone with the bomber is probably a good idea. Yeah, with this yelling at a horse the, race. <laughs> but the, yeah. I you like, like both them both for different say, reasons. Yeah. And I would say probably pretty even, maybe a little bit better to the KBS, mm-hmm. but, but I'm really digging the CBS right now. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. A lot of flavors that you don't get. Maybe it's just having company to drink. Oh, so yeah, I think that will do it. Two excellent beers. Thank you, Steve, for so much for sharing. This has been a blast. Indeed. I've never had two prestigious bourbon barreled stouts next to each other before. So it's good yeah, to see the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was certainly some heavy hitting beers pummeling each other. It's but... like it just happened. <laughs> right. Uh, but it was delicious. So mm-hmm. they were very good. Much. They were good beers. I'm, I'm still down with the old Rasmore, even in retrospect. Right, yeah, I agree. CBS was something unique and interesting. Glad I had it. I'm glad I'm glad I had it. it, but old Ras just seemed to, uh, I don't know. It was that fizz. That's what I remember. Yeah. This is this is kind of nice that we're able to come back to it <laughs> yeah, in yeah. our memories, because usually I don't remember what we talk about on these things. <laughs> but I do remember just the fizz of the Raz. Yes, yeah. So thanks to Steve once again for sharing those whale beers with us. I want to go take more of his beer later. (laughs) Maybe not tonight, but at some time in the future, I'm sure I'll do it. But yeah, we'll leave it at that real quick. If you want to get in touch, give us your thoughts on the greater beer or the greater country, the greater whatever, you can do so at APMPod on Twitter, Facebook. Email us directly, APMPod at gmail.com. Check out our ratings that host Emeritus Mike keeps tabs on, on Untapped, APMPod there as well, and... If you like the show, subscribe, rate, review, whatever. But uh, we'll 
wrap it up there. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I have been Stephen. And for Stephen, I have been Jeremy. Thank you for covering Stephen as well. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.